Right, we're here at Big Ten Media Day with Coach Steve Peichel. Coach, you know, accomplished one of your goals here at Rutgers of making the NCAA tournament last year, um, ending that drought. But we know the sky's always the bar for you guys. So I guess what did you make of, you know, what lessons did you take away from last year? And I guess what did you learn about that that you can then apply to this season? Yeah, I mean, last year was so unique, uh, you know, with all the added layers of a pandemic and uh, all the different things. So, uh hope to have learned from that and talk about perseverance and sacrifice and all those other things and uh, those are great words for us moving forward here um, this is the most excited I've been about a team that I've coached in a, in a long time and uh, we have you know terrific blend of veteran guys that have been through a lot and uh, hungry new guys and we've added a couple guys too in the transfer portal that I think are going to be like really great additions to our program. So I'm looking forward to having fans back in the stands. Uh, the Iraq was the toughest place in the country to play pre-pandemic. We we're 18 and one, the best home court advantage of any school in the country. And uh, obviously didn't have that last year. And so to get, you know, people back in the gym, our students, Rutgers Nation, I think going to help us a great deal this year. And I'm very excited about that. Coach, after testing the waters and declaring for the NBA draft, both Gio Baker and Ron Harper Jr. decided to come back for another season with the team. You know, that veteran presence, having those seniors back, how did that process really, though, help them develop further? And how can that really translate on the court this season, as you mentioned, you know, trying to get back to the NCAA tournament, you know, second straight year? Yeah, I mean, you know, a tip of the hat, you know, to those guys. And, and I really, when Gio and I sat down many years ago, we talked about getting to the NCAA tournament. Actually, he did it two years in the last two years because we were an NCAA tournament team the year of the pandemic. So Gio took on that challenge as a player. Uh, Ron, too. Um, I love the fact that they're back, but I also love the fact that Paul Mulcahy, um, Caleb McConnell, two really, really experienced guys and two very, very good players are back along with Cliff. Uh, we have five returning starters. Um, from last year when Cliff started the first seven games of the season. Um, and I'm really excited about Moat Mag and Jaden Jones and Ralph Agee and Andre Hyatt and Oscar Palmquist and Dean Reber and, and, and Jalen Miller. So we've added some really nice pieces. Uh, but to have veteran guys that have been through a lot um, returning to lead your basketball team is always a good thing. And, uh, you know, I think they're – uh, ready to have breakout seasons. They've been really, really uh, exceptional in their in their spring workouts and their summer workouts and the fall workouts here. Paul Mulcahy, someone who's obviously you know really grown into his role here and now um, is going to be handling the ball and a lot of possessions for you guys, um, uh, filling in that key role in the backcourt. Um, I guess, what do you make of his development this offseason and what do you think makes him so fit for that role? Yeah, I mean, he's just ready. I mean, first of all, um, he had the ball in his hands for two years, so he's this isn't like a new thing. I mean, he, um, he, Gio, I like the fact that we have Caleb, we have Ron, we have a lot of ball handlers, you know, in our, in our program. But Paul has been uh, unbelievable in his improvements over the last two years. His defense has improved. His ability to shoot the ball has improved. Um, you know, his ability to get in the lane has improved. His health, too. You know, he, had a, he was banged up all last year. His health has improved. Um, so really excited about him. He's ready to have a breakout year. And his maturity um, and his, you know, ability to make people better around him is really, uh, is really awesome.
Coach, the front court lost Miles Johnson to the uh, transfer portal. Of course, graduate school at UCLA did tremendous things, both on the court, off the court, uh, being an anchor at the uh, crashing the glass and the putbacks. You know, now with Cliff Amore as a starting center and anchoring that front court, what do you expect from him in the paint, making that big step in his second season on the banks? Yeah, I mean, Cliff's the best big guy that I've had, you know, since I've been at Rutgers. Um, he's a worker, first and foremost. Um, you know, and he got good experience last year. Obviously, you know, Miles was a very, very experienced player. Um, but Cliff's very different. His ability to score the ball, um, his athleticism is elite, and his work ethic is elite. And, and then with the addition of Ralph Agee at that five spot, too, we, we have – we will have the most productive five spot that we've had, you know, since I've been there. So really excited. I mean, Cliff uh, worked out and, and uh, spent a lot of time with the Nigerian national team. Um, and when I tell you they have 12 NBA players on that team, you know, just unbelievable experience. And he played really, really well. So excited about the strides that he's shown and he's going to have a breakout sophomore year. And on that note, with the transfers, Rian, Ralph Agee, uh, who you mentioned in that five spot, and then also Andre Hyatt from LSU, I guess, what was the process of, you know, first reaching out to those players and then bringing them into the fold and integrating them in with the rest of the team? Well, I mean, honestly, um, when you make your phone calls, you know, with the players that are in the transfer portal, you quickly find out, um, you know, myself, who's, who's in it to help you win. Um, they're really the only two players that I talked to that didn't start off the conversation with how many minutes, how many shots am I going to start, you know. And so first and foremost, that's what makes them unique. We have five returning starters in our program back. So when kids start off with those questions, I, I certainly uh, wonder the motives. And my motives are to win and win a national championship, um, play in NCAA tournaments. And, and sometimes you start and sometimes you don't. Sometimes if the matchup decides that, um, you know, we need more size, we go with more size. If we need more speed, we go with more speed. Um, those two players just wanted to be part of a winning program, um, want to develop, want to, you know, get a degree. Um, and those are the conversations that I had. So it was almost like after talking to a lot of guys in the portal, they were like uh, uh, a breath of fresh air. And uh, they've been awesome. They've been awesome in our locker room. They've been good workers. Andre Hyde has three years of eligibility. Uh, Ralph will have one year, but Ralph's maturity, he's our best screen setter, and he's, he's one of our top low post scorers. He's got great hands. So. I'm very excited to add those two and, and, and to add them for those reasons, too, that they can help our chemistry and continue to help us build our program. And kind of building it up uh, from that question, um, how has that new normal of the transfer portal and immediate eligibility for new players really changed your approach in terms of building the team? You mentioned the conversations you've had with previous you know, people you were looking at for that transfer spot, but what has that really been like, uh, that whole process? Yeah, I mean, just adds, you know, again, a whole nother layer, um, you know, t to your program, but I still think... You have to be selective, you know, in the kids that you get. It's always about chemistry. It's always about chemistry. It's always about a team overachieving together. You know, basketball is a team sport. It's not tennis. It's not bowling. It's not golf. It's a team sport, and you only win if everyone uh, is in it together. And so um, there's some good opportunities kids have in the portal, and that's why I think it's been great for kids if they want to uh, – 
you, you know, explore their opportunities, but you also need to be selective on the other end of the phone, too, and who you bring into your program. So uh, it's here to stay, and um, we'll use it as a tool in recruiting, but only if we think it can help us. I know beginning of last year, you brought in guys like Malat Mag, Oscar Palmquist, Dean Reber, guys who you know didn't have the same non-conference slate that they would have had in a normal season. How were they able to develop through that season and then over the summer? And I guess, where do you see them fitting into the rotation this year? Yeah, I mean, all of them are ready to play. So it's it's exciting. I think that year did them a lot of good. A lot of good. I mean, Malat Mag will be one of our best defenders. Um, Oscar will be one of our better shooters from the perimeter, but he's also a good post-up guy. And Dean at 6'10", is, is he and Cliff are our two best athletes, you know. Um, and so really excited about, you know, being able to see them in the non-conference. Obviously right now being able to watch them in practice, you know, we've had no quarantines. We had no – all the things that they've gone through in the past. When you take 14 days off as a quarantine and then try to get your – basketball legs back onto you it takes another 14 days you know so we went through a lot those guys went through a lot of that last year and um and you know they played behind some veteran guys that are pretty good and we got those veteran guys back this year but I really do think they're all going to carve a nice you know role in 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 this program this year for for themselves of course you know you brought in Jaden Jones as an early enrollee uh last season as well he played you know limited minutes in four games 11 minutes to be exact but how has he really grown into a player matured in the gym I know you mentioned it before to Jerry Carino about how he's really been developing and bulking up this uh offseason what have you seen from those limited minutes and those practice time with him yeah well I'm I'm really excited you know about Jaden um First of all, he came last year, I think he was eligible on January 17th or so. Like, you know, it's hard enough to be a freshman in the Big Ten, uh, but when you start in the middle of a league season, it's really difficult. Um, But I think his maturity, I think last year was a blessing for him. He's so much further ahead this year uh, to be ready to help us. He also gained 23 pounds, so the weight room helped him a great deal. It's the most physical league in the country. Um, but he has an ability to score, and um, you know we're looking forward to throwing him right in, in the fire this year. And you know something you mentioned um, in the press conference was you know the distractions, the sort of off basketball stuff, good distractions in the sense of you know your players being able to go out to basketball games and uh, football games or concerts mm-hmm. and all that. Um, I guess how much has that sort of allowed them to sort of, you know, have the have a good mentality in addition to on the floor, obviously, but also off the floor. How much has that helped them? I mean, you come to college, you know, uh, to get an education and to play basketball, but you also come to enjoy a concert. You come to enjoy a football game. You enjoy going out to a lecture. You know, you enjoy, you know, what college brings socially. Um, we didn't have any of that last year. So it was 100% everything on basketball, everything on how they did that game, everything media-wise, you know, everyone had all day and nothing to do. Uh, and, and so I think these distractions are healthy for our guys now, and they're not distractions. This was, was normal in the past, you know, you know, and I like the fact that our guys are enjoying, you know, enjoying their college experience way more than, than they had an opportunity to do last year. And then, of course, you know, going off of that, um, you know, what did you really learn about yourself as a coach? You know, this is a new experience for you. You're ending your sixth season on the banks, but this is, you know, everybody's in the same boat in that sense where everybody's going through that COVID-19 pandemic. Students, you know, classes are shifting online. The practices are kind of limited. And, of course, the COVID tests, the weekly, the daily COVID tests, and the bubble um, as well in the NCAA tournament here in Indianapolis. Um, but what were really some of those challenges of playing in the midst of that pandemic during last season? 
I mean, well, your challenges was an invisible enemy, so and it was around every corner. So um, your challenges were every day, you know, the anxiety. The kids had to go through it too. Uh, you didn't want to be the player that got COVID and brought the rest of the team down too. So unbelievable stress. I think we tested for 165 straight days, and every single guy had to, you know, come through that every single day, you know. And so, um, you know, that's nothing that I want to put our players through again, even as a coach. And there was no playbook for the pandemic. There's no experience. You can't call another coach and ask him, you know, how he was doing it. You know, luckily the coaches in this league worked together. Our league was awesome. You know, to be able to have a season uh, was the first was the first miracle. Um, but, you know, you don't want your players living their life. You want them to see their families. You want them to be able to go home on the weekends. You want them to be able to go see um, their friends. You know, and all last year we spent the whole year telling them, go to your room and lock the door. You know, and, and that's not where you want to be in, in college basketball. That's not where you want to be in life. Um, and we lived it here in the Big Ten tournament, and then we lived it in the NCAA tournament too, you know. so. The experience, I want our guys to get this year with the NCAA tournament, I want to be totally different than, than it was last year as far as not being able to leave a hotel room and not be able to go to dinner and not be able to do those kind of things. So looking forward to having a normal normal kind of year. And I guess to get back to your point on player development, one thing you mentioned to Jerry Carino the other day was that, you know, it was a lot more one-on-one -on -one stuff with your players this year uh, compared to, you know, in past years more into groups of four or five players. So I guess, you know, what went into uh, sort of adjusting the routine that way and um, what have the benefits been? Well, I mean, one of the benefits is not running around recruiting because you couldn't do it during the pandemic was that we, we were in the office more. Um, so we did do individuals alone. So one-on-one -on -one, uh, as a part to do as a, opposed to do them as a guard group or a wing group or a forward group or a center group and you know so I got to spend more and more time with each guy individually um, and really got you know a chance to learn their games and and and, and talk to them and see what they were kind of facing too because it was a difficult year and every player's in a different place in his development freshmen are trying to figure it out they haven't been through it the veteran guys kind of know a little bit um, so everyone's kind of in a different place and when you work with them individually you kind of can really get a good feel of where they are individually all right coach really appreciate the time appreciate you guys being here thanks